Welcome to the Modern Mystic Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Shauna Drew. Listen each week as Shauna answers listener questions and provides valuable insights to help you start, build, and grow the magical business of your dreams. So let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Modern Mystic Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Drew, and I'm So thrilled to have you here with me today. Today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, and that is creativity. And today's podcast is inspired by a question I received from Jenny. And Jenny wrote, I would love to know more about your creative process. Do you set aside certain days, times to create? Do you carry pen and paper or tablet with you to record ideas when they randomly strike? Once you have an idea for a course or podcast, how do you go about executing it? Thank you, Jenny. Okay, so yeah, I'm really excited to jump into this today. And, you know, in this podcast, I'm just going to throw out a bunch of ideas because this is a topic I could probably talk about forever. But instead, yeah, so I'm just going to share a bunch of ideas and hopefully some of them will spark some creativity in you. And what I'm going to do here is I'm going to answer this question actually in three parts. So I'm going to break this down into cultivating creativity, understanding your own creative process, and channeling your creativity and actually bringing big ideas to life. And just know that this podcast is based on my personal experience. And so I want you to just take what works for you and disregard whatever doesn't resonate. Okay. The first thing we're going to talk about is cultivating creativity. How do we create an environment that invites creativity into our lives? And for me, I found three main ways that help to do that. The first is through learning new things. I have audiobooks and, or courses playing into my head all the time. You know, I always have a audiobook playing when I'm getting ready in the morning or I'm like cleaning or going on a walk. I I consume a lot of information and I keep an ongoing section in my notes on my phone, you know, where I write down anything that jumps out at me or any ideas that are triggered because of that. And I'll just say I used to write it directly on my notes, like in the notes section of my iPhone. And then I had my phone um, break and I lost a year's worth of ideas I had been collecting. Uh, So now I downloaded like the Google Drive, like the Google Docs app. So I keep it in there so that I can access all those ideas on my computer, on my phone. And if something breaks on my phone, I lose my phone. I'm not going to lose all the great ideas I've come up with and collected for years. Okay. But yeah, I love finding ideas and inspiration everywhere. And I find a lot of them through books. Um, I love library apps. So on my phone, I have an app called Libby and I have another app called Hoopla and both of those are free apps that you connect your library account to. If you live in America, you can just connect your library account to these apps and then you have basically instant endless access to hundreds of thousands of books. So that's the way I like learning new things. For you, you know, learning new things can be through having new experiences or learning a new skill. And I also want to point out here that 
These don't have to be related to your business. Just follow your own interest and wherever that takes you. And this kind of goes along with like, I've had the experience a lot of times, and I know I've heard other people describe this as well. We're kind of, when you're in that flow, when you're just like following these kind of intuitive hits or wherever your interests are kind of leading you, it takes you on these really fun adventures and kind of journeys. And for me, I always feel like wherever I am on my journey, like the next step, like the next right book always appears. And so that's kind of a way that I also just feel like connected to the universe and something bigger than me is through kind of allowing myself to just follow whatever way I'm getting pulled and then wherever that sort of adventure takes me to. And then like the final thing I want to say about, you know, learning and learning every day, learning new things every day. I'm also like very conscious about what I consume. So am I perfect? about that? No. Like I totally (laughs) scroll social media at some point most days and I definitely watch, you know, trashy reality TV. Um, I'm kind of on like a 90 day fiance kick right now (laughs) after my kid goes to bed at night. But that being said, I make that effort to learn every day. And that has just unlocked so much creativity and opened so many new doors for me. And I really encourage anyone who's listening to make that a practice in your life as well. The second way that I cultivate creativity is through tapping into flow states. And tapping into a flow state is like tapping into the creative universe. You know, creativity thrives in flow states. And flow states, like I kind of, it really does feel like the flow of a river when I experience it. It's kind of like, it feels like you're kind of dipping into that flow of the universe, that universal flow. And oftentimes we can kind of reach those states where we're doing something that's challenging enough that it's holding our attention, but easy enough for us that we can kind of release our conscious mind at the same time. So that's why people experience kind of flow states or getting these like really great ideas or, you know, just inspiration when they're driving or taking a shower, right? So a few ways to tap into flow states. I read one time that the easiest way to tap into a flow state is just by reading. And it really is true if you think about it. You know, if you pick up a book, like I'm talking a physical book here, I don't think it works as well in my experience when I'm reading like on my phone or a tablet. But if you pick up a physical book and you start reading it, you know how you just get completely immersed in that environment, in the imagery, in that world that you're tapping into. That is activating a flow state. Another way, easy way to tap into flow state is through exercise. I like doing like YouTube workouts and I also really like like YouTube dance workouts. And I like doing the same videos kind of over and over again because I kind of know what's going on. I have to pay attention enough to do it, but it also gives this chance where I kind of am on that autopilot mode, right? Where that flow state starts happening and I, my mind starts kind of unraveling all these ideas or problems or, you know, other things going on in my life. It kind of gives that space and time for it to untangle a bit. And for you, you know, it could be when you're playing an instrument or hiking or cleaning. I mean, I honestly love cleaning my house for this reason, which this also kind of goes along with the third point, the third way to kind of cultivate creativity 
is through allowing space and time for great ideas to unfold. So I spend a lot of time thinking, and what I've come to learn is that great ideas, creative ideas, take may take a long time to unfold. And part of the shift in my thinking happened when I became a parent, because being a mother taught me that I can take on a humongous project. And like creating a human, right? I can see that through to fruition, that I can stick with stuff. But at the same time, it also created real constraints in my life. Like I can't just take action the moment that an inspiration or an idea strikes. And from that, I've kind of come to realize that the biggest ideas, I spend probably as much time thinking about it as I do executing on it. Because big creative ideas take a lot of time and space in our mind and our being. And along with that, oftentimes those really big creative ideas require you to show up in a bigger way. And that is an inner process as well. And so that kind of right is what creativity is all about, balancing that the inner world and the outer world. Both are necessary for creativity. You need to go inside, go within to allow those ideas to cultivate. And then we have to go out in the world to actually manifest them. All right. So let's now talk about understanding your creative process. What's really important here is to gain awareness about your own energy and patterns. You know, I've come to learn that personally, I experience creativity in waves. I'll get like these waves and and they might last for weeks or months. And then, you know, they'll fade out. The water will kind of recede and like it'll be a dry spell of like not a lot of creativity coming through. And it used to really scare me when that would happen. But I've come to learn that it's okay when I don't feel creative. That's okay. And I used to worry that it won't come back, but it always does. And sometimes just giving it that space and allowing that, okay, this isn't really working for me, right? Or like, I'm not really in a peak creative state right now. And that's okay. Just allowing for that takes that pressure off and it's always going to come back. And And when it comes back, it feels so good, right? And you can gain awareness of your own energy and patterns through journaling, through tracking your energy. You know, this is something I do every night. And this is where taking into account the moon cycles and your menstrual cycle can help you to build awareness around your own natural ebbs and flows. So it's really important to take time to reflect on yourself. I used to feel like my day-to-day needed to be more balanced. Um, But now I've just learned to respect and give in to the cycles of my creativity. And if I feel creative for days on end, I'm going to create for days on end. And if I feel just like it's time to rest, I'm going to just rest. And that's kind of what I love about you know, digital businesses, automated businesses, building digital assets, and being your own boss, right? Because then you can actually work with the cycles that work best for you. And another thing to pay attention to is the time of the day where you feel most creative. You know, for me, it's the morning. When I wake up, it's like my battery was charging all night. And when I wake up, it's like I have a full battery and it's just kind of like draining throughout the day. And in the morning, you know, I can just instantly get up and just like my best ideas, my best work can just pour out of me from like the second 
I open my eyes. But for you, it might be the nighttime. I mean, that's my husband's pattern. I mean, yeah, he could just stay up till 1 a.m. every night and like be the most productive starting at 9 p.m. Or maybe for you, it's like late morning, you know, just figure out and, and try to work with when you feel most creative in the day. And then don't beat yourself up when there's parts of the days where you're not in that headspace. That's part of all of this. It's it's not everything's secular, right? Nothing is these kind of linear things that it's like, I am this at all times. And the last point I want to make here before we move on to like the final section is that this was something that was really helpful to me. And it was from um, actually Oprah's book called The Path Made Clear, which I really like this book. It just kind of takes actually like the audio version. I wouldn't necessarily recommend the like physical book as much. The book is basically a compilation of kind of the best of clips of like all these like spiritual teachers she's interviewed over the years and kind of taken the best of and put it all together to uh, create a book. So anyways, the audio version is awesome. It has all those interviews playing in it. But in that, it's broken down into sections. And one section was on answering your calling. And one of the things that really stood out to me was there's this one interview, and I hate that I can't remember who it was with who actually said this. But what they were saying is when it comes to answering your calling, they were saying that you can be as strongly called to something and then just as strongly called away. And I just found that really affirming. It was really helpful for me because prior to hearing that and letting that sink in for me, I'd always kind of felt like if I didn't see a project all the way to fruition, that it was a failure in some way. But accepting that, that we can be just as strongly called away from something made me realize that nothing is lost, whether you finish it or not. Like I talked about this a few weeks ago when I was talking about like this tarot deck I'd been working on and I was so drawn into it. I can't, it was like what I thought about all day, all the time. I worked on it every single day and, and it just kept going, right? This wave I was riding on it probably went on for, I want to say like two years, two and a half years, maybe I was creating every single day. And I've gotten so far, I was like 60 cards in. There was only like 10 or 11 cards left. And a lot, 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 lot had changed in my life over that period of time. And one day I just kind of woke up and I just like didn't have the calling to work on it. And I was like, I'll just pick that up again when I'm feeling, you know, drawn to it. And it just kind of like receded. And I could have looked that as I could look at that as like a failure. Like I made it so far and then I just didn't get it to the, you know, finish line. But I'm so appreciative of that process and who I became and what I learned through it that I'm really like so grateful for that journey I went on. And it's helped me as I continued in other projects and building other big things, all the skills and experience and way of thinking and dedication is what made me be able to accomplish other goals. So just know that whatever you do, nothing is ever lost and that you can be as strongly called to something and then just as strongly called away. And sometimes we confuse being called away from something as a character flaw in ourselves, but it has 
nothing to do with that. So if you're just like, this is why I'm talking. Okay. So to bring it back, why am I talking about this and understanding your creative process is because what I'm saying is that when that happens, sometimes we're thinking, okay, there's something going on. Like something's off in my energy or whatever. You're just being called away. That's also something that can happen is what I'm saying here. All right. So Finally, let's talk about actually channeling that creativity and bringing it to life, bringing those big ideas to life, okay? So this kind of goes along with the part of Jenny's question where it's like, once you have an idea for a course or podcast, how do you go about executing on it? So I'm not going to go like super into, you know, a step-by-step process here, but what I want to do is kind of just give you some of the biggest takeaways I've had through executing on big ideas, big projects. Okay. And hopefully you can take something from it as you go out and do those things yourself. Okay. So the first lesson I've learned creating under pressure can kind of be a crapshoot. <laughs> and you know, this is my 20th podcast. This is like a great example. I haven't been great about content batching. This is something that I've typically created almost like week to week. And sometimes that works great creating under that Sure. And then sometimes it's just not as easy. And as a side note, this is also why I'm personally not super into pre-launching, which is kind of unpopular opinion in the marketing and business world. But pre-launching is where you sell your offer or, you know, whatever you're making and you sell it before you finish making it. And, you know, you or you have like a start date for when it's going to start before you've actually finished it. I've just personally found that like creating under pressure is not really the optimal environment for putting out your best work. So anyways, that's just a side note. Okay. The next lesson I've learned, it's really hard to bring something to life if your heart is not in it. And on the flip side, if you are super passionate and excited, it is very hard for you to fail. The next lesson I've learned is that the last 5% of a big project is the hardest part. (laughs) For some reason, you know, creating the project can be really fun. Let's say you're creating a humongous course on like everything about mediumship. You can just be like on a roll, doing it, doing it. For some reason, I don't know why. The last 5%, it's like you're so close to the finish line. But for me, I always like just want to throw in the towel at that point. You know, it's usually like you have to do all the stuff that you didn't really want to do. So you kind of avoided it till the end. And then it's just like a bunch of really tedious detail stuff. And it always ends up taking way longer than you're expecting. So if you're making some big project and then you find when you're almost at the end that you're just kind of over it and don't even want to finish it, just know that that's normal. And that's normal and just do it, okay? All right, so the next lesson I've learned is how important it is to be connected to people that are as driven as you and also have those big goals. And once you start being a person who like is creating these big projects, is building this business, you'll realize that like most people don't think in that way. Most people that you know in your life like don't have a big goal they're working towards or even have a clue what that would be. They've they're not even they've not thought about that even. And so really this is probably going to be like one or two people. And that saying, you know, that you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with is really true. Like it's real. And so this is the thing though, like don't get discouraged. Most people like are not going to have a bunch of people in their life that, you know, they can relate to in this way. 
So this is where, you know, those five people that you surround yourself with can also be the people whose books you're listening to, books you're reading. You know, it's about like, what are you consuming? Like, who are you letting influence you? And just being really aware of that. This kind of goes along with my next lesson, which is not sharing your dreams with people who don't get it and won't support it. And I, by no means, I'm saying, like, don't have those people in your life that you can't, like, share this stuff with. Like, for example, you know, I'm really close to my extended family. I spend a lot of time with them. I see them. Do I talk about what I'm doing with them? No, because they have, like, no clue. And so, like, it's just, I'm not going to get, you know, the affirmation and the, like, response that I want from them. And I don't need that. I have it for myself. I really don't give a shit what other people think about what I can do or not do. I know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm capable of. And so don't talk about it. Just do it. Which brings me to my next point. These all kind of build on each other, right? Okay. So the next lesson I've learned is to make outrageous goals. Dream much, 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 much bigger than wherever you're starting from. And then the key here is to hold that vision, that really big, beautiful vision of where you're going, but focus your day to day, focus on these small steps and taking action towards making those, that big vision a reality. And that's kind of your job as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a CEO, as a fucking boss, right? You have the responsibility to hold that vision of where you're going and then also taking those actions and being able to focus, right? Hold the vision, but actually focus on the small steps that it's going to take to get you there. And so for my final lesson, I've learned about channeling that creativity and actually bringing those big ideas to life. It's that have a goal and then execute on it, right? But release the outcome. And, you know, one of my favorite spiritual texts, probably the one I resonate the most with, is the Tao Te Ching. And this is one of the biggest lessons I took from it. You know, work hard, give it your all, but release the outcome. And there's a saying I I really like that's like, work like it depends on you, trust like it depends on the universe. So give it your all. Give it your 120%. Put everything you got into making this happen. And once you've done that, release the outcome. You've done your best. You've done all you can do. When you know you've done that, release the outcome and let the universe just come in and do its magic. All right. So to just kind of wrap this up, you know, this conversation's kind of gone in a lot of different directions. And my intention was just to give you a bunch of ideas and maybe some of them might spark something in you. Because sometimes like people don't see themselves as creative because just because they don't express it, you know, in obvious ways that we normally associate with creativity. Like they're, they don't consider themselves artistic or, you know, have a talent for music or maybe like writing novels or something. But really like we are all creative beings and creativity is what connects us to the divine. Creativity, it's channeling our intuition. And then it's that connection, right, between our inner and outer world. And the cool thing is you can literally approach everything in your life, even everything in your business creatively. So start thinking outside of the box, you know, when it comes to your website or your logo or even your 
bookkeeping. I don't know. When it comes to, you know, designing your offers and then think, how can I be more creative in the way that I describe and share these offers with people? So I just want to encourage you to start cultivating creativity in your own life in the way that works for you. You know, start tapping into that universal flow and allowing and understanding your own creative process. So I hope this podcast has given you some ideas when it comes to cultivating your own creativity, okay? I just want to thank you so much, Jenny, for such an awesome question. And thank you, everyone, for spending this time with me today. I will be back next week with another episode. And until then, go out, create something incredible. The world needs it. The world needs your creativity. Okay. I'm Shauna Drew. I love you. And I'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us today on the Modern Mystic Entrepreneur Podcast. We hope that today's episode has left you feeling inspired, empowered, and equipped with the knowledge you need to take your business to the next level. Remember, if you would like to have Shauna answer your question on a future episode or would like to learn more, head on over to the link in the show notes. Until next time, my friend, you got this.